Welcome to this week's episode of the Dude Therapist Podcast, where we have an amazing psychologist all the way from Belfast. She's a relatable, no-nonsense expert on mindset, happiness, and flow. She's a psychologist, a member of the British Psychological Society, qualified and accredited career advisor, NLP practitioner, and certified coach. She's recently had her book called Find Your Flow published and is due to release her second book, Choose Happy, in 2021. Through writing, speaking, online resources, and in-person workshops, she's worked over the past decade to help thousands of businesses and individuals create a life they love. Clients have ranged from large corporations like IKEA to startups and individual entrepreneurs. She's also worked with the European Commission on developing an entrepreneur accelerator program. A walker of talks, she practices what she preaches and has used these techniques to find her flow and happiness in life. This is gonna, this was a really fun episode with Sarah Gregg. Let's get right into it. Welcome to this week's episode of The Dude Therapist. We have a great person here who is really bringing a life and energy to the world in social media and to all the people that she works with. Sarah, can you please introduce yourself to the listeners right now? Yeah, hello. It's so lovely to be here. So my name is Sarah Gregg. I'm a psychologist, um, published author, and the founder of The Party Reinvent. And this beautiful accent that you can hear is... Northern Ireland. So yeah, I'm currently in Belfast in Northern Ireland. Very jealous of you in New York. And as we discussed before going on the call, and when we had our intro, um, you know, conversation about being on the podcast, I talked about how jealous I was of you uh, (laughs) being in Belfast. You know, I'm a huge fan of Sons of Anarchy, um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which of course has taught me everything about. Oh, everything. Yeah. (laughs) History lesson right there. (laughs) It's like, you know, coming to America teaches you what it's like in Queens and New York. Um, Right. Uh, No, but uh, Sarah, I I love, you know, I I saw you featured on another podcast. And the second I listened to the episode, I had to have you on the podcast because you just bring an energy and you're, you're a psychologist, which is also amazing. So two great things, right? Good person. And you're a great professional. Um, You're an author. That's I know a very hard thing to do. You know, I dream of writing and I get, I don't, I don't even want to start. I'm like, I don't want to start. This is too scary. So yeah, I want to start with your, one of your, 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 your books that you came out uh, called what, uh, finding your flow, right? Yeah. What does that mean? Mm, great question. So flow in terms of psychology is when we feel our best and perform our best. It's the optimal state of consciousness. Psychologists heal it as the secret to happiness. And in 2016, 2017, when I was definitely not in my flow and very much in a state of resistance, you know, drowning in life, very conflicted with, um, I guess, I guess really conflicted about who I was versus who I should be and trying to really find and get back to the core of who I was and the psychology of flow really enabled me to do that it enabled me to make sense of the world and to reinvent Mm -hmm. the rules of happiness and success Mm -hmm. I love that so and it you know there's a famous famous book on flow 
um, yeah. a person's name who I can never pronounce and I never even try. Yeah. Um, and I feel Me. bad because we, I feel like all therapists who've read the book, try to talk about the book and the author and you just can't, <laughs> the just can't yeah. the name down. but when it comes to flow, how do we get into that state? Because, you know, mm. I, I struggle with ADHD always have mm. been. And mm. there are moments that I get into the state of like out of body where I'm mm-hmm. totally locked in my best productivity, my best state of mind. I lose mm-hmm. track of time, um, sometimes mm-hmm. eating. I'm like totally all in. Is that what you mean or is it something else? That is what I mean. So yeah, that is flow state. There's two different types of flow, but let's kind of focus on flow state for an eye. And I think the curious um, question that most people ask is, you know, how do I get into that state? Because mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing. Vers- it's amazing. But actually, for me, I think the question is more the reverse, is the interesting part for of flow for me mm-hmm. is more when do I fail in that state? Because when we're in that state, to me, what that flow state is, is your invisible essence becoming visible in those moments it's when that hidden purpose that part of you that makes you unique Mm -hmm. that part of you that is really exceptionally good at what it does Mm -hmm. becomes visible in those moments and the sense of self disappears you know you lose track of time you're not thinking about what you know what am I having for dinner or the argument that happened with in work later on and for me I think finding your flow is more about not artificially constructing those environments, but rather paying attention and looking at when does flow show up in my life? What mm-hmm. am I doing? Who am I with? What time of day it is? Understanding those rhythms and when we feel in flow really gives us a deeper connection to who we are. It's almost like a scientific guide to becoming more of ourselves. Yeah. And and it's a very beautiful thing. You know, I'm not trying to compare it, but I've worked with clients who are bipolar, Right. And that yeah. mania, yeah. that that high, that energy yes. level is very similar to flow. It is. It's a weird connection that it's this higher state of being yeah. um, that is all encompassing that makes you feel like you can take on the world. Yeah. And and I love that you said that it really is this essence of who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a question I was about to write it down, but I, I have it on my head right now. I'll ask you. If that's the ideal state, what blocks us? What stops us from getting there? If if we can, right? And mm-hmm. it, it's not impossible. Mm-hmm. Why don't we? And what really kind of hinders us from getting to that level more often or when we need it or when we, we uh, yeah, when we need it, how do we get there? And what really, what are the blockages that, that stop us from being in that state? Such a great question. So the easiest way to answer that is to bring it to light with a really simple example. So most of our lives or, you know, a disproportionate amount of our lives are not spent in flow, but it's spent in a state of resistance. And resistance really is when we have two conflicting parts. So it's the opposite of flow. So in flow, we're in complete alignment. You know, every thought, feeling, action and, you know, emotion is in alignment with the goal and the task at hand. But when we're in a state of resistance, we have two conflicting parts that are literally having this inner battle in our head. They're at war with themselves. So let's kind of think of, you know, an everyday one of, you know, 
working out, you know, exercising and moving your body, something really simple. And you might have said to yourself at the start of the day, you know what, I'm going to do that home workout or I'm going to go to the gym or I'm going to put my running shoes on and I'm going for that run and I'm so motivated and I can't wait and I feel really, really good for it. And then kind of like 4.30, 5 o'clock comes and, you know, it's the time that you should put on your running shoes and go out. But you're like, oh, I'm really tired. You know, I think I'll just watch TV for 10 minutes and you put on the TV. And what's happening in your consciousness is because you've moved out of that place of alignment. Mm-hmm. Then your your thoughts, feelings, and emotions are no longer in alignment. They're conflicting. You have mm-hmm. a con- conflicting desire. One mm-hmm. part of you that wants to just put on the TV and relax, and another part of you that wants to go for the run. So you kind of enter this no man's land. You know, mm-hmm. you withdraw from the present moment. So you're not really enjoying the television or the Netflix kind of program that you're binge watching, nor are you enjoying that run. You're in this kind of, you're nowhere. You're in this in-between land, Mm -hmm. you know, so you withdraw and you try to resolve that conflict in your head. And Mm -hmm. it's that that prevents us from moving into flow in flow. We need to have that complete alignment Mm -hmm. where we are completely absorbed in the task at hand and every part of us is fully focused. So that that attention part of flow is a really key ingredient where we're able to invest that attention. But so often in our lives, we run from a place of autopilot and not from a place of intention. Hmm. And rather than make a decision, you know, when it comes to watching the TV program or going for the run, there's no right or wrong decision necessarily. You know, it's just a different choice. But taking and making that choice enables you then to kind of move with the flow and current of that choice whether that is I'm really tired and actually every part of my body is saying I don't go for the run you know when you just need to lessen your expectations of what you can do in a day and just watch the tv program that enables you then to get in alignment and enjoy the show and really kind of like rest your body or put on the trainers and kind of go for the run Mm -hmm. so being able to work with the different parts of ourselves and get them into this alignment this harmonious functioning so that all the parts of ourselves are on the same page they're all working towards the same goal is a really key part of flow wow yeah that kind of makes makes whole sense right that the idea is really the alignment of being in the moment mm-hmm. every part of you is kind of really there. Um, yeah. And I think in today's day and age, myself included, we are so distracted. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to totally focus on you on this episode. And then all of a sudden, you know, I see like something in the corner of my eye, like an yeah. email pops up. It's going to automatically, not that it's happened, but I'm going to automatically focus on that versus focusing mm-hmm. on you. You know, mm-hmm. my phone's not active right now. We put on airplane mode, right? Yeah. Um, on purpose, but we're so totally drawn to the other things other than what we're in right now. Um, and it's very, it's hard to kind of stay focused in life, whether yeah. we're worrying about work, life, bills, this, that, and the other thing of what we need to do. And we're so all over. Mm-hmm. That we don't ever get sometimes, not always, we sometimes don't get the chance to to experience that alignment and that flow. Mm-hmm. And I think it's such a special moment when you hit that and then you want it more. Yeah, you do. And there's a way to... It sounds like an addiction, right? It, yeah, it, it's a, just a beautiful state. It's yeah. a beautiful way to be. So, you know, you've touched on two really interesting points. Now. Like one is, you know, we discussed at the start that 
the, this flow state, you know, where you're completely absorbed and you have that really euphoric natural high. The other part of flow, which isn't really spoken about that much, it was in Mihaly Csikszentmihalyi. That's a famous Hungarian psychologist whose name nobody can say. You Don't pronounced ask me to it. Sell it, but you I, I love to pronounce it. Could you say and it one more time? Mihaly Csikszentmihalyi. Yeah. Great. I'm not even sure if I'm getting it entirely I'm not get correct. That. So apologies to any um, Hungarian listeners who are maybe like covering their ears at that pronunciation. <laughs> um. But later on in his work, what he identified is exactly what you've touched upon, which is really interesting. You know, he saw that the chess player or the basketball star or the high performing kind of, you know, CEO was addicted in a way to flow state. And because he had healed it as his optimal state of consciousness, consciousness, you know, secret to happiness, Mm -hmm. he started to question that later on in his work. And he looked at it and he thought, you know, well, what if the chess player exits his game and goes back to a mundane life where mm-hmm. he or she doesn't really make an impact on the world and they don't move forward and actually all they're living for is this euphoric high in the chess game? And so he came up with a different con- uh, concept, which is unified flow, which is treating life as a complete mm-hmm. flow experience. Mm-hmm which is very different, you know, from flow state, but we can experience both. So unified flow, again, like flow has a formula and it's really simple. It's when we have a large, personally compelling goal from which all smaller goals logically follow. And this act of taking small steps each day towards that large, personally compelling goal is really what helps the thoughts, feelings, and actions move into harmony and what really fascinated me um and it's really great that you bring it up was when I was looking at this and how we could find our flow and live in flow was this age of distraction that we're in you know Mm -hmm. we're in the age of the attention economy you know there are attention thieves (laughs) waiting in every notification who want me on their you know free app to stay that little bit longer so that they can sell me that advertisement, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, so that they can get more information about me so that Mm -hmm. they can advertise to me more effectively. Mm -hmm. So how do you combat that? Um, And so a key part of the research that I did when I was writing Find Your Flow, which is essentially a journal system for flow that's, you know, all based on proven positive psychology to help us live and find our flow, you know, in everyday life was adapting imagery scripting. A technique used by elite athletes to enhance, you know, proven to enhance their um, experience of flow, but also to train their attention towards what matters most. So a key part of my morning ritual each day is scripting out my day in terms of what I will see, what I will hear and what I will feel that will show me that I'm making progress towards what matters most. Mm -hmm. Now, it's very different from, you know, manifestation and, you know, that type of scripting that you'll walk into the coffee shop and you'll meet that, you know, amazing director who just happens to offer you the role in the film. You know, it's not that. Mm -hmm. It's really kind of looking at those feedback cues. How do I know when I'm staying on track? So, you know, I see myself sitting at the laptop if I'm going to work on a, if I'm writing a piece and I'll write how, you know, I really feel that I'm focused. You know, I see myself put my phone onto airplane mode, you know, and hear myself say to other members of the household, you know, don't disturb me because I really, you know, want to focus on this piece of work. And it's all those little feedback cues, all those little cues that help us train our Mm -hmm. attention 
and help us focus on what matters most so mm. that flow can be realized both in a flow state and in a place of unified flow. Yeah, I love that. And I love that you brought in, I'm a huge sports fan, and I love that you brought in the athlete piece of it. You know, I recently mm. had uh, someone on the podcast, I recorded Laura Wild. She's mm-hmm. a performance coach for the NBA, WNBA, and other sports. And one of the most interesting thing that we talked about was this idea of, you know, when we watch sports and we see someone not doing well, we assume they're not talented. We go, oh, they're yeah. so bad at sports. No, <laughs> to be at that level, you need to be very talented. Your mm-hmm. skills are very high. It's the fact that you're not totally locked in. You know, yeah. I, I don't know if you know this person, Kobe Bryant. Yes, right? I know. Yes. The, yes. I, I'm just, I don't want to assume, right? Assume, I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know soccer players. So, uh, you yeah. know, I know Messi and <laughs> uh, Ronaldo it. and Beckham. That's it. You know, like the classic. Yeah. Um, um, and Pele, right? Um, uh, yeah. So in the end, Mamba mentality, right? That concept that he he kind of coined mm-hmm. and, and made so famous, even Michael Jordan was this totally cold-hearted, locked in the moment. And when the game was mm-hmm. over, competition was off. He was a different mm-hmm. person. Yeah. But when he was practicing and working, it was all about the flow and, and locked into a certain mindset, mm-hmm. not being wavered, not being pushed mm-hmm. to getting overwhelmed or stressed, but totally aligned with his skills and his head to be able to perform. And you look at that with Broadway stars, singers, athletes, they're one way. And then all of a sudden they have to like do this prepping before they go on to yeah. get in that mode. And it's so important. I don't know about you, but as a therapist, I do that before a client. Yeah. I sit and I just like take a moment to breathe mm-hmm. and realign myself to who I'm going to see now. And let's say I got a disturbing text or a family issue or something from this, that, the other thing, I have to kind of put that aside and mm-hmm. not be distracted and be totally in. And yeah. I'm so glad you brought that in because it's so important to talk about the, the, the unified flow. Yeah. Right. It's something that we can all do. Maybe the flow state when it's at its highest might be hard to attain, but having a daily ritual that gets you in this trigger to get you in that day, in that moment, in that workspace, in that enjoying vacation, being with your children, being with your friends, totally in it and not distracted is something that we can all benefit, which then leads me to my next question mm-hmm. you have another book coming out i do right which yeah. i think are very connected yeah flow and then your book is called choose happy now yeah. the first question i have is i know this might be a hard question probably something that's been asked so many times in the philosophy world is happiness a choice mm. yeah yes and I think that's a really big question. <laughs> Sorry, not to get it into is. history of all the Aristotle and Socrates. And yeah, Plato. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I think ultimately happiness is a choice. But I think there is a really important um, aspect to recognize that sometimes those choices are made within constraints, you know, and sometimes some of us have more of ability to choose than others. And that whether that's kind of, you know, personal circumstances, you know, where you live, where you're born, you know, all of that stuff. So happiness is a choice, but it's a hard choice. Mm -hmm. It's a hard choice to make. 
And I think there's a lot of misconceptions about the word happiness. You know, it's been massively overused and we treat it as kind of this this obvious thing, this almost destination that we're in pursuit of. And I think it's the pursuit of happiness that really um, robs us actually of the thing that we want the most. You know, happiness is our central motivator to almost every action, every goal. Everything. You know, if you were to, yeah, if you were to deconstruct it and say, well, why do you want to do that? You know, why do you want to run this podcast? Why do you want to help people? Why do you want, ultimately the goal is happiness. I yeah. do it because I believe if I if I do that, I will be happier. But because we are taught that then happiness is is some form of a reward of our actions, we're in what psychologists call, you know, the hedonic treadmill. It's this constant pursuit of happiness, you know, mm-hmm. always running, always racing. When we bring happiness back to a choice, really what we're saying is, you know, even in the darkest times, happiness will be there in some form. It might just be like a flicker, you know, mm-hmm. not like a bright, obvious light, but a little flicker. Mm-hmm. This this almost kind of calling of hope that you could choose something, even in a small way, that is going to lift your mood and lighten the load. And I think that's what happiness mm. is about. It's not this um, arrival fallacy that we hold that once yeah. we work really, really hard and mm-hmm. we make all these sacrifices mm-hmm. and then we'll get there, then we'll be good enough and we can slow down and we can relax. Yeah. Choosing happiness and making tiny changes to our choices can create happier results. And that's really what the book is about. It's about looking at the common roadblocks to happiness and sharing just some really simple psychology strategies to help us navigate those choices and to help maybe alter and shift those perspectives in a little way so that the everyday things don't drive us crazy. And, and, you know, I was recently reading a book by Adam Grant. I love Adam Grant. I think he is so well-spoken. And on top of that, just his books are very easy to read. And uh, he's a social psychologist. Um, And in his recent book called Think Again, um, Mm -hmm. it's really about questioning what we've thought of. Why why do we use tech? We don't use technology from the 1990s or 1980s. We change our mindset about technology. Yeah. That about our thought process and ideas that we've hold held for so many years it's okay Mm. to assess and rethink them if we and if we get to the same point great and in his last chapter i believe or last one or two chapters he has a subcategory called life liberty and the pursuit of meaning Mm, and that i think is what is truly what happiness is about because like you said the classic thing in the constitution right life liberty and the pursuit of happiness American mm-hmm. constitution, right? And people think they, they are owed happiness. Oh yeah. Life is about happiness. Why do I do X, Y, and Z? I'm going to be happy. Why do I want more money? I'm going to be happy. Why do I want this to be married? I'll be happy. Kids happy. It's all about happiness, but really what truly creates happiness is the meaning, the pursuit mm-hmm. of meaning, having an impact on others and yourself. That's what happiness is about. And something I want to ask you, you know, you mentioned uh, about your book, the idea of happiness, I think we have this thought process that I think is skewed based on movies, TV, society, that we need the big thing to make us happy. Yeah. And you mentioned something very simple yet hard. No, it's the small things. Yeah. What are some small things based on your research that you've written this amazing book and I can't wait to read it? Um, really, what are the smaller things that we can do in our day that kind of maybe create this sense of happiness or help us find happiness 
and not rely on the quote unquote, like big ticket items that might not ever happen and might not even create happiness. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really beautifully put. You know, I think the, the ordinary moments are, are actually extraordinary. And I think during a time of lockdown, you know, that's really what we've seen the most, you know, we're not all craving the big ticket items, you know, what we want is to be able to hug our family or go for a glass of wine and feel safe or to, you know, dance at a concert, you know, it's all the stuff that we overlooked and we, we took for granted. Mm -hmm. Um, I think one of the things that we can really do to bring us back to happiness is remind ourselves of a sense of awe you know awe is really important for our happiness because it links in that meaning that we're part of something Mm -hmm. greater and bigger than ourselves so if I'm having like a crappy day you know and uh, yeah I sometimes I'll just sit and I'll remind myself like you're on a planet spinning in space in a galaxy you are one you're a unique human being Mm -hmm. there have been 107 billion humans and not one single person is like you Mm -hmm. if you were to take your dna you know and you know line it all out just in one person's i think it goes from like here to pluto and back like seven times Mm -hmm. like you are amazing and the universe is an amazing place and I think sometimes in those moments when we're frustrated and we're operating from a place of lack like I need this I need that it's like you know there is everything you are everything there's so much around you that is wonderful and incredible and that Mm -hmm. doesn't distract from the, the crap day or the bad times, all you're doing is just edging yourself out of happiness. Mm-hmm. How can I reach for something that's going to make yeah. me feel a little bit better? How can I climb out of that pit? Mm-hmm. How can I make tiny choices that kind of edge me a little bit closer to the feeling that I want to have? Um, and so I think something as simple as awe, which has been proven actually, you know, mm-hmm. you don't need to sit under a you know, a perfect sunset or, you know, stare at the stars. If you don't have access to that, psychologists have proven that we can gain a sense of awe even just by watching like a a nature documentary. You know, it's something as simple as that or, you know, watching or reading, you know, an incredible fact, you Mm -hmm. know, it just brings you back to that connection that you're part of something bigger. Yeah. And I love that you brought in with with the whole pandemic and COVID and everything. You know, uh, people always ask me as a therapist, like, oh, how do I do it? How do I do it? How do I get out of this funk? Mm. And uh, for me, I got to tell you, my baby has brought me out because I'm watching her the smallest moment where she like she just starts dancing or bopping or says, like she said, my daddy a couple of weeks ago. It's like my daddy. Right. And it lifted my spirits and created this. Yeah. The world is sucking right now. Mm -hmm. And it's hard and it's not easy but I have moments in my day that are beautiful and magical. And that is something to admire. Yeah. I think the biggest issue that a lot of us struggle with is the value we put on certain things as being Mm -hmm. important. Mm -hmm. Um, Like we all need food and water and shelter, right? Marlowe's hierarchy, right? We all need that. That is our basic needs of structure for our life and to survive. Mm -hmm. Great. But the other things that we, we put so much value on, brings us down when it's not there, Mm -hmm. but we have such greatness around us that we don't put value on or don't notice the value of them because we never had to look. Yeah. And I love that you brought that up because when you deconstruct that, mm -hmm. you know, what actually, I think why we do that 
is because we don't feel good enough. Happiness has become a success and stay in a symbol. You know, it's something that we get the marker off. They're happy. They've yeah. got life figured out. Somehow they have followed the rules and they've mm-hmm. got the reward. And then they you get know, the so, check of approval. Yeah. Like, oh, they look happy. They seem happy. They must they, be doing something right. They must be so successful. Exactly. They're a good person. They're a hard worker. They're doing something well. They're not happy. We associate with your feeling. You know, you must be doing something wrong. You mm-hmm. need to improve yourself. Mm-hmm. But they're not they're not related. You know, we've we've mixed up happiness and worth when actually when we start from a place of I am worthy and I have everything and whether I have the most productive day or whether I don't does not add or subtract from my happiness. Happiness is not a cause and effect relationship. You know, we can weave happiness in as part of our everyday lives. And in fact, you know, studies have found that like when we do this, we have that richer meaning, you know, and we're ironically more successful people because, you know, we're relaxed and happy in our state and we're enjoying life. We're able to live in almost 24 hour blocks. Mm-hmm. But I think this concept of happiness, when we start with that, that rule of, you know, I'll be happy when I get X. Yeah. So I'll be happy when I get that job promotion, lose the weight, you know, buy that car, like mm-hmm. whatever it is, rules always directly ref- are always directly reflected in the results that you get. Mm-hmm. So if that's a rule that you're living by, I'll be happy when, well, then it's no wonder that you're not happy now or you struggle to find happiness in the present moment because the rule that you're operating by dictates the result. Mm-hmm. You'll only be happy when you get to the destination versus mm-hmm. change the rule, change the result. You know, I love that. When I say I'm going to enjoy the journey and I'm going to really relax and I'm going to notice and weave the small moments of joy into my life, I change the rule, I change the result. That is, that's going to be my Instagram post this week. That's that's an awesome tagline um, because it's so true. When we live by certain expectations and rules that define or dictate how we look at the world, our perceptions then create anything and yeah. everything. You're going from a very cognitive behavioral that you're going very CBT and positive psychology <laughs> up in here. I love yeah. it. That's up my alley. You know, um, Sarah, you've given us so many nuggets to listen to and unbelievable insight. Your book's coming out in May, right? Mm-hmm. And we'll have a giveaway. Don't worry. I can't wait to share this book. I'll tell you all the rules, listeners. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> where can people find you? Um, how can people get access to you? Where can they talk to you? All those wonderful things. Um, yeah. Yeah. So the best place is, is Instagram. So if you head on over to Instagram and my handle is at the power to reinvent that's P O W E R note to self. When you're from Northern Ireland, you say par in a very different way. It's not, maybe not the best idea to call my business that, (laughs) (laughs) that's a learning so it's at the power to reinvent and you know the reason for that handle is um I really believe that we need to reinvent the rules of happiness rather than ourselves Mm. so if you're kind of interested in that you want a different way to find success and happiness then head on over join the community and you can learn more about the books at choosehappythebook.com or findyourflowthebook.com Great. Thank you so much, Sarah, for joining us on this week's podcast. 
I cannot wait to share this with our listeners. Um, and I'll, I'll speak to you soon. It's going to be great. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of The Dude Therapist, where we chatted with Sarah Gregg, a psychologist from Belfast. She is so insightful and has unbelievable ideas and thoughts and golden nuggets on the concepts of flow and happiness. She's even written two books about it. Well, one came out and another one, Choose Happy, is coming out to you this week. So if you listen through this episode, you are now listening to the giveaway offer. Follow my page, follow her page, both in the show notes, share that you listen to this episode, tag us both in it, and you will be submitted to get a free copy of her book, Choose Happy. Thanks so much for listening. If you have any questions, concerns, ideas, thoughts, collaborations, email me at thedudetherapist at gmail.com or DM me at thedudetherapist. Don't forget to be kind to yourself and to others and see you next time on the Dude Therapist Podcast. Thank you so much to listening to this week's episode of the Dude Therapist. And it only is happening because of you, the listeners, tuning in every week, even twice a week to this show all about mental health, relationships, and wellness topics. And really, let's be honest, everything in between. And I'm so excited to show up every time and having great guests. So thank you. And if you have any questions, concerns, ideas, collaborations, email me at thedudetherapist at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram at thedudetherapist. Let me know what you're thinking. Let me know your ideas. I can't wait to hear from you. And if you can go along, subscribe, rate, review on all the streaming sites that you're listening on. I truly appreciate it because that's what makes this thing happen. So thanks for tuning in this week and see you next time on the Dude Therapist Podcast. We've got more guests and more great content coming your way.